Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered. You have cheated me out of my contact with my family. It is not my fault. You ask them. You ask them, Cody. I have not done anything. You ask them who they blame. Well, they blame me because you do. I do not. <laughs> I, you know, I saw you right there mock my rules. Well, and I've seen you tell me, call me all kinds of names. What? That you're lazy about the rules? That you won't accept accountability? Cody, in the very beginning, no, I no, kept... No, you make this excuse to me. forever, but I've... Shut no, your no. mouth and let me talk to you for a minute. No, 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 no. You won't... You keep cutting me off. No, no, no. You keep cutting me off. There is no interest in understanding each other here. There is no interest in understanding. There is only a bitterness that has no place. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. It is our woo, Sister Wives edition for this week, and damn, did they get into it. So let's talk about what happened. Ugh, we start off with this meeting, whatever. Cody says his brother and his friend and Brian, uh, the guy that he married last year and did that little jig all around uh, even though he was so worried about COVID, he was just breathing heavily in that circle of people clapping around him while he little did little kicks on the dance floor. But anyway, um, so they're there. It's like I said, Cody, his brother, Brian, and his friend Nathan. Cody says that they like to do man trips and he's like explaining that they're all kind of in different places. That really Nathan is the closest to Cody in terms of relationship issues because Nathan is a fundamentalist Mormon who's also getting left by his wife. Now 
they rarely mention this, but Nathan is also Mary's brother-in-law. So he's, I guess, in a good way with Mary's sister, Rebecca. Um, but he's being left by another woman, the other sister wife. So Coda is telling them, like, he's been whining about the situation for a while to them. And it's kind of like a therapy session. So he's got... You know, he's just kicked up. It's like a, it could be the Babysitter's Club. Just like a scene right out of the Babysitter's Club. They're just lounging on the couch. Cody's got his knees up to his chest. And he's telling them, like, even though Christine's already left, he's still feeling the anger of the fallout and the civil war that's been happening with the family. And so he tells the guys that his first reaction to breaking up with Christine was relief. But then he went from that to anger so he would go online and research how to manage keeping things amiable with kids. And that there was this big walk away from women movement about angry men who have been left. And he thinks that that may have added a touch of poison. So he was just walking around angry and Robin and Janelle are now feeling like he's some sort of he-man woman hater. And Robin told him, this is affecting our relationship in a bad way. So, translation, Cody entered whatever he entered into Ask Jeeves to mosey in his way into some sort of men's rights group that got him all riled up. And he was screaming, patriarchy, and everybody's got to live in Coyote Pass in my Mojo Dojo Casa house. And it just, it got too much for Robin. She got a little scared. So she had to tell him, calm down, bro. Robin says in a confessional that Cody would like vacillate. He'd go from upset and sad to like angry to, oh, well, maybe this is meant to be. And it would just be this crazy wild ride on the Cody coaster. And then she's like, <laughs> it's, it's scary, actually. So Nathan tells Cody... The thing that I want to express to you is that when you encounter anger, the root of anger is two things. It's fear or self-delusion slash self-deception. And you need to look in the mirror and see the good, the bad, and the ugly and own everything completely. And Cody says, I am still in self-deception. I can tell. <laughs> but do you hear how that sounds? He, I think, thinks like that's... Uh, still makes him a victim like I'm still warped on my view on this whole thing but like that's Janelle's fault not mine so Cody says in a confessional that there was a moment where he felt ambivalent when Christine first told him that she wanted to end things and mostly that was because he thought she was just joshing JK but now with the whole divorce he's got a quote check mark of shame <sighs> You didn't take her seriously. You never did. And that's why she left your ass. Dummy. So Brian then asks about COVID and he is like, you know, I know people in my circle, other friends of mine whose divorces or relationships have been affected by COVID. And I know a bunch of people who are divorcing right now. Robin says, you know, I always encourage Cody to have guy time because I think it's important for men and women to have that. When have you had woman time? Quickly. When when has that happened? Like, quiet as it's kept. Janelle and Christine have each other. They're besties. That's very clear. Mary's got that lady that she goes on TikTok or on Instagram Live with every Friday. 
Not that I would know, because y'all had me blocked by Mary. And that was not my fault. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, Mary issued last season some Instagram posts about how she, you know, was like, basically, I, I know. Like, I know my situation with Cody doesn't look good, but, like, trust the process and, you know, don't say anything. So I simply, innocently responded, okay. Because she said, don't say anything. So I just said, okay. I was following rules. And then y'all were like, oh, ha, 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 Kara, you're being so shady, lol. And y'all got my ass blocked. So thanks a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm also blocked by Janelle. And that probably was my fault. I don't know what I did, but I assume that it's because I referred to her sons as Goofus and Gallant. And I own that. See? I can own things, Cody. I'm not living in self-deception about that. It was easy for me. So after that, Cody starts spouting off about how he likes to do polygamy, which is by the power of dilution. Not delusion. Well, delusion, but also by diluting things. So he says that polygamy dilutes personalities because if he's married to a really cantankerous woman and he just doesn't enjoy her, but he can't leave, it would be nice to have another wife so that he can get a break from the first one. Or if the wife is having an issue with her sister wife, it's like they can have each other. Like if he's being cantankerous, they can team up with each other. But then like, you know, you dilute things more and more and just keep it pushing. So obviously producers tell Janelle what he said in a, uh, in a confessional and she's like, yep, right on the nose. But then Mary, <sighs> the sky has opened and Mary has woken up and she says, that kind of comment makes me want to vomit. Like maybe you should look at the whole picture then and figure out how you can work together and be together instead of using someone else as an escape. Are you kidding me? Thank you, Mary. She's clocked in and I'm ready to pay for her. Brian then asked Cody, like, how are you going to feel if, <clears throat> when Christine enters into a new relationship and Cody's like, I might feel jealous, honestly, but then he's like, well, you know, what can I do? I'm, I'm not going to be bothered if another guy enters in her life. I don't think. So his brother asks him like, what do you think you would have done differently to save the marriage? And Cody's like, well, there was one time where Christine was in a disconnect situation where she told me how much she hates polygamy. And my mistake was to say, what the hell? You wouldn't have a family or me or the children without it. Damn. <laughs> Instead of saying, I know it's hard, baby. I'm sorry. I love you. And I wish it didn't hurt. He vacillates between like being a complete dick bag and just like baby. Like she doesn't need to be babied. She wanted you to listen to her as a human and as your partner. But it's a, it's like, I'm an asshole or I'm just like petting you like a little kitten because you're stupid. It, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's also like not the issue because Christine says, uh, no, it wasn't just about me hating polygamy. It was that after I gave so much and did anything Cody wanted, anything, when I said no... Or when I needed help, he would say no to me. They're not just my kids and my responsibility. And then he went into super dad mode with helping Robin with everything as soon as she came into the family. But Cody then says something I didn't really make sense of. But he says when they were in Utah, he was working 60 hour work weeks, right? Fair. And that Christine was asking for more than he could afford. But then he's like, well, there were things that, that Robin never got. What does she, what does she, Robin not get? 
the other help. I, I don't know what it is because Robin did get everything. Everything. Because she says, you know, in a plural marriage, with the dad gone like three quarters of the time, that's why I had childcare because I couldn't ask him because he has too much on his plate. Now we see pictures of those times. You didn't. What childcare you got was McKelty, a teenage McKelty, Christine's daughter, to move in to help. So this narrative that like nobody from the other family was helping Robin when she came in the family. Christine gave up her daughter for child labor for you. It's like, what more did you need, Robin? I feel very strongly that there were many conversations with Christine where she was like, why are you hiring people? I'm right here. Why don't you just use me? So what is the truth? So then Brian asked Cody, if Christine were to hit you up today and be like, I want to have a conversation, would you be there? And he's like, you know, I would have to say, like, I would have to say I'm a little bit angry, but I would have to humble myself and say I did things wrong and say I'm sorry and essentially set her free. So then Brian's like, okay, well, with the other marriages, now maybe you know what not to do. And Cody's like, totally, totally. My anger was affecting everybody else. And that was a really bad experience. And then he says in a confessional that, again, his anger has affected his relationship with Robin, definitely with Janelle. But he wonders where her attitude is coming from, where Janelle's attitude is coming from, because he's confused. And then he's like, well, and then I realized that maybe I've maybe not been so nice to her. And I think... Once we work things out, everything's going to be fine. Reader, it was not fine. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> so Janelle tells us that before Thanksgiving, we all saw it. They had that conversation in Robin's backyard that made it very clear that they could not have the same Christmas with each other as a whole family, right? So Cody goes over to Janelle's apartment. He doesn't know yet. I mean, she mentioned like the kids are getting Airbnb, but this is like a... I'm really telling you, we're not doing Christmas together. Cody says in a confessional that he and Janelle have been struggling. And at this point, he's looking for like a deeper connection with her. So he walks in, fixes himself a tall glass of warm water, because he says that's the only way he can heat up his body these days to have this conversation. And he says, we can see the writing on the wall. And it's kind of like Christine is what happening, what is happening with Janelle. Janelle says that in terms of this conversation, there's really been no movement either side from the kids or from Cody. But Cody says as much as this is probably his fault, it's like a knife to the heart. And then he keeps looking at her tree, the tree that she made with Christine last episode. And he's like, oh, it's like a really small tree. And she's like, yeah, we're going to probably bring it to the Airbnb. But he keeps focusing on it. And he's like, you know, that little Walmart tree is the complete degradation of my family unit in Christmas tree form. And he's feeling heartbroken and his adrenaline's just pumping. He's full of tepid water. Like things are really getting tense in that apartment. So he asks, what's the deal with the Airbnb? Like what's going on there? And she's like, oh, well, Christine and I are going to like be sharing it because she's coming after the Christmas holidays. And that's when he was like, you could tell that's the moment that was the moment where they broke up for him. He was like, I'm I'm done at this point. He's like, well, I'm not going over to that house because I have a house to be at for Christmas. 
So Janelle tells him, but you put stipulations on Christmas. And Cody's like, but I already corrected that. And now you're flipping it up on me. But Janelle's like, no, 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 no. It was a little too late for you. I already told the boys about what they needed to do to apologize and to get us all together for Christmas. And then she says in a confessional, Cody can say that it's just a conversation that needs to be had between him and the boys. But obviously there needs to be an apology to make it even safe for them to have a conversation. So, you know, the mechanics are basically the same thing. So Cody, the man who's been talking all this time about how the wives are responsible for facilitating the relationship between the kids and him tells Janelle to stop being his representative. And then when she says, duh, this, the logical conclusion to that would be, you need to call them because you always keep putting this responsibility on me. So Cody's like, well, the phone goes both ways, but like, fuck you for that. Not with your kids. The phone doesn't work both ways. Not really. Not over something this stupid. The idea that like, I don't know, I I feel like there are very limited occasions in which a child, regardless of how old they are, needs to like humble themselves and apologize to their parents. Is that controversial? I don't know. It just feels like with the dynamic, I just can't imagine... I mean, it would have to be something pretty egregious if we were both doing something for my mom to just straight up be like, I'm not going to call her. Like, I just can't imagine that. Janelle says in a confessional that she's surprised that Cody still thinks it's on her to facilitate this conversation between the kids and him because he's just as much a parent as she is. So she says, again, you're always flipping stuff back on me. And Cody's like, well, because it belongs to you. So she asks, why? And he says, because you didn't support me when it came to COVID. So what do you want? Do you need support from her for the kid? Or or is she not supposed to say anything? <laughs> it does not make sense. So Janelle tells him, I was just trying to protect my kids. And you said, choose your loyalties or you're no longer going to have a husband. So what am I supposed to choose between you and our children? And Cody looks at her like she's stupid. And it's like, that like condescending tone when people are like I'm gonna break it down for you do you understand that parents are supposed to be a united front Janelle Ooh, get out Janelle says in a confessional I'm now being accused of everything he accused Christina of and a lot of what he accused Mary of so then Cody mumbles something about how like you know, you knew the rules and you undermined, you, you didn't undermine them. And like, you know, cause we would talk about these rules every day, Janelle. And she's like, no, 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 no. We did not talk about those rules until November. So he says, well, that list was nothing. We were talking about it and everybody was denying it. Anybody listen, I'm tired of being gaslight, gaslit by you. What? Does he know what that means? <sighs> it's giving Jonah Hill. It's giving, I'm using therapy speak to be abusive towards you and accuse you of things that you're, which is gaslighting. It's gaslighting here. I'm, I'm, (laughs) it's pissing me off so much. I cannot speak. He's intentionally making a situation completely different from what it is. And just like, well, you can't do this, but you should have done that. But you also can't do this. But even though I just say you should have done that, you can't. You, that makes you bad, but this also makes you bad. There's no winning with you, but also you're not working with me as a partner. So Janelle keeps that same energy right back at him. And it's like, you're gaslighting me, all this I feel so pressured bullshit. 
This is saying, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to make it your fault. To which Cody responds, you need to stop throwing me under the bus. So Janelle says, you act like this is all my fault. You set me up like I'm a Teflon queen. Isn't that what you said? And Cody's like, yeah, because you wouldn't take responsibility for your own actions. Janelle's like, I haven't done anything. (laughs) Great question. What did Janelle do? What does the nanny do? What did Janelle do? Million dollar questions. She tells Cody, I did what I was supposed to do, but that wasn't ever good enough for you. You wanted me to kick the boys out of the house. So then Cody's like, okay, all I need is for us to not pretend like everything is fine on Christmas. Okay, well, we are, we've been doing that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. And then he says, he asked Janelle, do you even really want this relationship? And she's like, I don't know. Do you? Because you say choose your loyalties. And when you say that, you mean choose between me and your children. And Cody's like, well, now you're literally gaslighting me. I was only asking everybody to obey the rules of our home. Janelle says, I agree to the CDC rules. And you had more rules than that. And it wasn't ever good enough for you. I wasn't going to throw my kids out during the middle of a pandemic. Now, for those of you who don't know, here's the situation. She was living with Gabe and Garrison and Savannah. Garrison was working construction at the time. So, like, he was out there mingling with the people. He did what he had to do. Gabe, I mean, listen, he seemed to be a little bit more loosey-goosey. But he was also ultimately, like, in school and had a girlfriend, like was like you know a 20 year old who wanted to see his girlfriend and and like whatever he was in classes which is why I call them goofus and gallant because I do feel like uh Gabe was a little bit goofy he was a little bit more loosey-goosey about the COVID rules than Garrison was um Garrison had a job I mean what are you gonna do (laughs) literally I don't know but yeah Cody tells Janelle that they chose to have their social lives and you kept circumventing their culpability and, you know, you keep wanting to put it on me and you're wrong. You're dead wrong. So Janelle checks him right back and is like, listen, we're not going to act like it was just COVID because you got COVID and now there's this whole new rule that the boys have to issue this mea culpa to you and Robin. But Cody's like, I corrected that and you know it. And Janelle's like, you said that to me many times over. So then Janelle's like, you're gaslighting me. And he's like, I'm trying to hold you accountable, but you're flipping the script. (laughs) So again, famous question, what did she do? And he says something about how like people weren't being honest about the rules. And Janelle's like, but you and Robin are just the paragons of honesty and perfection. Hmm. Y'all just don't go anywhere. You don't have jobs. You don't have anything to do. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. (laughs) So Cody's like, well, I just thought it was hypocritical to make one family do everything and not other families. And Janelle's like, but I asked you for the rules in March and you said everybody just do whatever they want. 
So Cody says that Gabriel's now gaslighting because they would talk about the rules every day and then all of a sudden Gabriel didn't know what they were. So Janelle's like, okay, this is actually way deeper than that. The kids are frustrated for a lot of reasons and you're acting like this is just about disrespecting the COVID rules. So Cody's like, well, they also literally blamed Robin. And Janelle's like, yeah, but you were gone for four or five months and they got angry. And then he starts raising his voice and he's like, that's a lie and you know it. So then Cody's like, well, do you understand that you lie? And that's why I call you the Teflon queen. You're lying about what has happened and what's going on. But Janelle says, it's wild, wild that you think I lie. And I think you're manipulating. And he goes, well, tell me how I'm manipulating. And then he looks and he breaks that fourth wall and he's pointing to the cameras and looking right down in that lens. He goes, no, no, no. Tell the whole world. Tell the whole world. And then go hang out with your buddy, Christine. Tell the world how I've lied and how I've manipulated, how I've done you wrong. (laughs) Well, so Cody says in a confessional, she likes to sit right here and shit talk me without having a conversation with me to my face. And Janelle says in her own confessional look, yeah, I mean, this is the one thing about being pull up public is that we hear things that we don't say to each other's faces, but like y'all never say anything to each other's faces like ever. And that's why. And that's why the show's so great is because we hear what's in their head and they never hear, rarely hear what's until we get to this point. And that's fun. At that point, Cody goes down his bullshit list about how he's made all the effort to love the kids and join them together and make everything work. And he was Atlas, Atlas, carrying the family on his shoulders. Does this man have a reference like outside? Of, like, I feel like all his reference points stop at like 1845, 1863. When did the, when did the civil, whenever the civil war ended, that's when he, that's when he ended. All his references are pre-civil war. Anyway, he's claiming to be Atlas carrying the family, but the minute he shrugged things off, yeah, wouldn't that be how the decimation of a family works? If you claim that you're carrying it on your back, but then suddenly you were just shrugging it off. Yeah, that's why, that's why this is happening. And I'm not hearing Janelle in that. Feels like a you problem. Was was Janelle over there with Atlas? I don't think she was. Janelle straight up says, I don't think you're interested in polygamy anymore. And you're doing all of this to justify it. And now you're just pushing me out the door. I haven't even seen you in a week. There's been no call or communication. I never know when you're going to come over here. And Cody's like, well, I need you to stop blaming me for everything and start being culpable for what you've done. The boys lied and I couldn't get them to obey the rules. So Cody says in a confessional that the boys didn't care about the rules because they're young or whatever. And they wanted to socialize and date. And then they brought COVID home while claiming that they were being careful. And it's like, okay, listen, I was very serious about COVID and all the protocols and also the protocols as they're actually pronounced. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's like hindsight. I'm just like feeling very gentle towards them. But I also feel like, fuck Odie. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) So Janelle says he made it more and more about like stuff. He made 
about, but it, ugh, he made things about more than Coven. He's like, no, I didn't. Stop talking to me like I'm an idiot. So Janelle's like, I've seen what you've been doing this entire time. You undermine the basic rules I had. And you've been making fun of me with the boys. Have you ever had my back or co-parented with me? You co-parent with Christine. Why? And Janelle says, because that's what you were never available. And you never have been. And then Cody says, that's just an excuse that every polygamist with a problem makes. And that's bullshit. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe we should look into that, Cody. That's just something that unhappy wives say. I'm not listening to that. Imagine you telling your partner that you're unhappy and their response is, oh, well, that's just what people who are unhappy say. <laughs> so? <laughs> so Janelle says, it's wild to me because Robin's so perfect. And Cody's like, when did I ever say that? You're jealous and you're referring to something that isn't hers to be owned. Ew. Ew. If a man ever called me jealous of another woman, electric chair. Never in my life. Ugh, that just gave me the ick so bad. <laughs> Janelle says, you made this about way more than COVID. And Kobe's, Cody says, the only reason why Robin got brought into this is because the boys blamed her. And I don't think you have any culpability for the problems in this family. And Janelle's like, I cannot believe you're blaming me for this. He says, I'm not blaming you for anything. I need you to have my back. What else? Did you guys hear something different? unbelievable then they really start getting into it about the boys needing to apologize and cody says that he corrected his statement four weeks ago about the apology turning into a conversation and she says no you did admit to having this conversation with me a couple times ago i've brought it up to you and you were like oh yeah i did those say those things interesting and then she says i feel like i'm being gaslight and cody goes no 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 you're just saying that because i used the term first <laughs> She has to be like, no, I came into this conversation expecting to use that term because I feel like you're constantly gaslighting me. At this point, Cody just gives up and he's like, fine, it's too hot now. Everybody thinks I'm the bad guy. So I just won't expect to see you or anybody at Christmas time. Um, you've cheated me out of contact with my family. And Janelle's like, you can ask them. It's not my fault. You ask them. I haven't done anything. You ask them who they blame. And he goes, well, they blame me because you do. At this point, it just becomes a whole like tit for tat, teat for two. You've said bad things about me. No, you've said bad things about me, vice versa. And Cody says, all I've said about you is that you were lazy about the rules. <sighs> Man, it's the word lazy for me. Lazy, jealous. And I don't, I know that he's not talking about physically lazy, but don't call me any kind of lazy. I don't care. I don't care. There are just words that I feel like are relationship four-letter words, if you know what I mean. Like, you're not cursing at me, but you might as well be. You call me lazy? It's a problem. You call me jealous? It's a big problem. So Janelle, Janelle tries to speak up for himself, but Cody is like, no, 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 because you can make excuses forever. And she goes, shut your fucking mouth and let me talk to you for a minute. So at this point, he gets up and he's like, no, 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 no. He's putting on his jacket. He's making himself another hot cup of water. And he's like, there is no interest in understanding each other. There's only bitterness that has no place. I don't expect you to back me up any longer. I'm not going to look for it. I'm not going to ask for it. I don't expect us to co-parent. So what partnership do we even have? 
Did this man not say that he was coming here to like have a pleasant conversation and walk, talk through things? I feel like that's what he said. So Janelle says, it's not only me and don't you dare point your finger at me. So he's in the kitchen slamming his hot water cup into the sink and he really gets to pointing at her at that point. He's like, I've been here since day one in and out for all these years without your support while you were deciding what you needed to do without consulting me. So Janelle says, you know what? let me just tell you something. And he goes, Nope, I'm walking out, not listening to you. So she goes grabbing at his pleather sleeve and he yanks it back from her and he opens the door and she's like, no, you need to stay and talk. And he's like, uh, no, I'm not going to because you're not listening. So Janelle goes, you're not listening to me. And he goes, and I'm not going to. Oh, so she goes, okay, well we're done. And he says goodbye. She goes, fuck you. And he slams the door and she's just sitting there on the couch and she looks over the producer and goes, shut it off. Cut the cameras. Dead ass. And at that point, we had to, we went to commercial break because I think we all needed to take a lap and a breather and fix ourselves a hot cup of water and calm down a little bit, too. <laughs> so then after this, Janelle's filming herself because she really kicked those people out. Like, you can tell her eyes are glassy. She's upset. And she's like, Cody left. I'd really gone into this conversation wanting to be logical with him, but I think he was just looking for an excuse, like an out. So Janelle says in a confessional, we were throwing accusations toward each other and it was shocking. It was really shocking. And I was really upset when Cody left because it felt like a finale, finality. And now I'm worried about what happens to me. So then she talks about like, what am I going to do with Coyote Pass? Like, do I build? Because I just feel like Cody and I just broke up and like, yeah, the words were harsh, but it was a feeling like it felt like our relationship was over. And then she says the most iconic thing. <laughs> she says, you know, it took me about 30 minutes to come down from the shock of that conversation. And then I called Cody and told him to get his stuff. So in my mind, he's out of the house. <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes. I love it. I, she ended her marriage in the same time you get a free Little Caesars pizza. And that's exactly what his ass deserves. Do you think that we saw that entire conversation or do you think there were things cut out? Because it was giving one take. It really was. That's wild, dude. That's wild. Then Janelle says, Listen, my faith and my belief don't really allow me to just walk away when things are hard, but I just don't really want to see him. <laughs> and she says, I know that Cody feels like he can't leave a wife because it's like bad or, or whatever on him. So his pattern seems to be that he just ignores that person and he wants you to say it's over because he doesn't want the responsibility of being the husband that says, I don't want to be married to you anymore. Fucking spot on. He just pushes and pushes and pushes until they had enough. And then he's like, well, I did all I could. I wanted to stay married. She left me. She left me. Then Janelle says, you know, when he left, I thought, oh my heck, I have nothing financially. I've got everything tied up into this property. I'm a smart woman and I've done a very dumb thing. I trusted this family structure, but now I'm stuck. And I'm like, oh my hell. I'm 50 and I have nothing. 
So if I recall correctly, when Janelle, no, sorry, when Christine and Cody broke up, she took the sale of the house that she was living in in Flagstaff in exchange for her plot and Coyote Pass, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm wondering, oh, because she doesn't have a house to sell. She can't really do a buyout. Damn. Damn. So like maybe at most she would have the RV. Money from the RV. Damn, that really sucks. So she explains more of the financials because she's probably the only one who really has a handle on it. So she says they paid for Coyote Pass mostly in cash, but for the difference, they got a private mortgage. So obviously, if they don't pay off that uh, plot of land in full, they're at risk of losing it. But Cody's just kind of like, whatever about it, because he's good. And that big ass brown house is Robin and their four acres. So like, there's no urgency for him to start building on Coyote Pass. But Cody's like, well, I tried to help Janelle with a house and she has like just as many assets as the rest of us. But Janelle says, I'm really trying to figure out what to do now. Then we get to Christine. She says in a confessional that this is the first Christmas in the 27 years that she's been in that family that they're all separated. Because Christine just did her own thing in Salt Lake went down a couple days after Christmas. So Janelle, the Airbnb Christmas was just Janelle's family. And then Christine says, but the one thing is when I come down after, we'll all be together. By we'll all, she means she and Janelle's family. We'll all be together and they're going to do all the traditions that they used to do into that two-day frame. Or whatever, however long she's going to be there. So then we see Cody go over to Mary's house. And I'm a little bit confused about because Cody's saying in a confessional that this is like, it's hard for him to go straight from this to Mary's house, this conversation with Janelle to Mary's house. So I'm like, did he literally just do that? Because he's wearing a different jacket, but I don't know. So Robin and Cody show up to Mary's backyard. We are not also, I mean, there's been all this talk about how we haven't seen Robin's house. We're not seeing Mary's either. Um, But actually... Actually, let's talk about this now. So I saw a TikTok because in the preview for next week, we do get to see Robin's house and the kids are all coming up for Christmas and they're looking and there's not an inch in that corner of the wall that we saw. Not an inch of space is not being taken up by these big ass weirdo paintings. And listen, I know art is subjective, but these are creepy. But anyway, this, uh, you can find her on TikTok. Her name is um, Danielle, the South Carolina, the SC realtor. But she did some Google, I don't know how the hell she found these paintings. But the artist is a guy named Vladimir Kush. And they're just like creepy. They're like, there's a lot of like, it invokes like nature, like trees. But the trees kind of look like they're on fire. And then there's like a man who's like, coming and going into the forest and it, it's just very strange but anyway she was able to identify three of those paintings you guys want to know what the total of those three paintings were Twenty-five thousand. imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. $25,000 in only the three of maybe like the five paintings that we saw in that singular corner of the house. Whew. So no wonder Cody thinks, oh, we're like, <laughs> these people are wild. How do they even find this man? So anyway, Mary asks them, what are the plans for Christmas? And Cody's like, uh, well, I think they're just trying to shut me out because they're mad at me. So Mary's, like, keeping it cute, but you can tell she's confused. Robin also seems to be playing the part of confused wife number one. So she goes, I thought you spoke to Janelle about this. And he's like, no, we didn't really talk. We more, like, yelled. And it was kind of like throwing stones in a glass house, which is another phrase that I'm not sure he fully grasps. But Robin, again, is acting like, you did? I've never heard this information before. You guys got into a fight? I'm hearing this at the same time as you, Mary. And Cody's like, oh yeah, it was all a blame game. The boys aren't talking to me. So Mary, very plainly and expertly asks the million dollar question of, have you tried talking to them? And he lies right through his teeth. Um, yeah, I, I've reached out to basically every one of them, but they have their own stories in their mind because, like, they're not talking to me. And, like, everyone just has a story about how dad's a bad guy. So we're doing a separate Christmas. It's two groups now. And Mary says in a confessional, this is all really weird. And, like, maybe it would just be easier for me to hole up in my house and not do anything. <laughs> and then Cody kicks up his little cowboy boot onto the little fire, the outdoor fire that they've got going. And he goes into a spiel about how, you know, based on what Janelle was throwing at him and everybody's making up a story about him. They're talking to each other about him, but not him. And they're all mad at him because of it. So Barry says, Janelle said that she just wasn't going to be the go between. And Cody says, well, I wish she wouldn't, but she's colluding with them. And Mary goes, you think she's colluding with them? And he goes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so Mary says in a confessional, Cody feels pretty angry. And when you're angry, you're not going to see any other perspective. You've got blinders on. But playing devil's advocate, maybe Janelle's not colluding. I mean, when you use the word collude, when Cody uses it, it he means that everybody's ganging up against him. But maybe she's not doing that. So back to Cody saying Christine and Janelle are doing everything so that he's not head of the family, which is fine. I'm fine. Dog in the fire. I, everything's fine. Christine says in a confessional, I became the head of my kid's family out of necessity because I'm the one they talk to and listen to. And if they needed to feel love or security, they got that from me. 
So Cody's like, all right, well, what are we going to do for Christmas? Are we going to spend the Christmas Eve at Mary's? And then you want to spend the day at Robin's house? And Mary explains what we all know. Like, she always hosts the Christmas Eve. She makes some little Christmas pants for the kids. And, but, you know, like, usually it's a magical time. But in the last few years, there's been a lot less magic and things have changed a lot. So she doesn't know if, like, this is the family or the relationships that the, is the issue. But ultimately, she thinks that she needs to make some more of her own magic for Christmas. And I'm like, I'm sure you did, girl. Make yourself buy a bottle of Kahlua, lock the door, have a time. <laughs> so Mary is like asking them, well, what do I do? Do I invite Janelle and the kids? Because I kind of feel like I'm stuck in the middle. Like I'm in this place where I'm not saying this to be a jerk. It just is what it is. We got Christine who left. You're at odds with Janelle. I'm just kind of the third wheel I'm just here. Like, I don't know what to do. Should I call them when you guys are at odds? And Robin's like, oh, that sounds scary. And this is how she plants the seed. I'm scared. I'm shaking. I'm physically shaking. She drops these things like, oh, I always want to be there for the family. And I will go to counseling with you. And I support you guys. But it's like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> Robin says, my Christmas wish is for everyone to get along, but I don't think it's going to work for them to just get together on Christmas without talking. I think there's going to be a fight, and that's what's scary. And, like, technically she's right, but she's right in wrongness. You know what I mean? <laughs> she is correct, but she's still wrong. She's still wrong. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to pull up to an event knowing that, like, a bunch of people didn't fuck with each other either. And it does seem like it would probably eventually go bad. But why would you not encourage your husband to stop this, do what he needs to do, instead of just standing there, little Yorkie in the rain, just scared and shaking? Let's be 100% real. If Robin wanted this family to get back together, she would do anything to stop this if you feel like you're the problem and people are blaming you and they're hitting your iphone up and saying can i have my dad back you weirdo as the parent the mother the person who just wants everything to be perfect and you want to do all this and i would bend over backwards for these kids and i would no you wouldn't because then you would just be like hey husband it's not that deep for me. I. It's more important that you continue a positive relationship with your children. I don't want to be involved. I don't want them to feel like I'm doing anything. And you know what they are going to feel if you stop, if you keep not talking to them, they're going to continue to think that I have something to do with this. And frankly, even if she was innocent all leading up to this, at this point, she's not helping things. Certainly weren't helping with that group chat, which by the way, I heard a couple things. Maybe we'll talk about it now. So I heard, and I'm not sure like how verifiable, how true this is, that uh, allegedly McKelty said that she was the one who started that family group chat about the Christmas gift exchange and that, oh gosh, what did she say? Basically, it didn't sound nearly as uh, juicy as what we had been told, but I'm I'm very curious about that. She also 
she and Tony have a Patreon and she had uh, paid in on the Patreon recently. I'm not a subscriber, but I did see a clip of it. And they were basically talking about, oh God, there are two things. Oh gosh. Should we, let's start with the Robin gossip. Okay. Starting with the Robin gossip, apparently um, Robin's husband, ex-husband, the Dana or Brianna's daddy is like not doing well. Like on his deathbed, they somebody created a GoFundMe to help towards his medical expenses. So as they're doing this Patreon, somebody is like, you know, they're like reading live comments or whatever. They're doing a live stream and somebody is asking about this GoFundMe about like him. And they're like, they have no idea. They're like, there's no way. Basically being like, no, this is that's fake. Like there's no way that he's sick. Somebody's setting up a GoFundMe. This doesn't sound like him. And so the person sends them the link and they're looking through it and they're reading, you know, cause people write like a long story and as they're reading it, they're like, Oh, I think this actually might be him. Now the interesting thing about that is that seemingly out of all the adult children, McKelty and Tony are the only ones that have a relationship with Robin, like a pleasant, we're actually like friendship relationship with them. So interesting to me that this would have never come up, that McKelty would have had no frame of reference for this. I think even if you're not fucking with your husband, your ex-husband, and like you guys are estranged, don't you think it might come up that he was dying? If you had kids with him, don't you think that they might want to need to know that or might want to know that? It feels very odd to me that McKelty was so out of the <laughs> unaware of this that she didn't even think it was real until she read it. That's a little strange to me, don't you think? Okay, and the second part, the Peyton part of that, is that they asked him, because y'all know he did that whole, like, long-ass live stream um, last year where he, like, let a lot of secrets out, and how that happened, like, how the fallout, the family, what the fallout in the family was because of that. So, um, apparently Janelle, uh, unhappy, but kind of let it slide. Christine very unhappy about it but it was like you know okay you did what you did it so whatever um apparently cody tried to call peyton like five or six times and peyton blocked him and apparently they have not spoken since and as a refresher if you guys don't remember uh this was the interview which peyton alluded to Mary not being so kind towards the children and how Robin may have saved them from some situations and how, uh, you know, he does thank her for that. But basically he's like, I lost my dad when I, like I had a pretty great dad until I was 12 and then it was kind of all over. So interesting stuff. So Mary tells Robin and Cody that she just feels like she's in an awkward position because she's not married. She's not in the Janelle and Christine friend club. She's not in the Robin and Cody married club. And it's kind of like this. If I go to Robin and Cody's, I'm going to Robin and Cody's house. Robin and Cody come to my house. They're just coming to my house, not mine and Cody's house. You see the difference? And it's like, yeah, babe, we've seen the difference for about a decade now. But thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm genuinely glad you're here. Robin asks Cody, 
if he's even capable of being around everybody else and he's like well I crossed the line with Janelle and I'm not interested in talking to her until we can have a conversation and so Robin is like okay well Mary are you going to invite everybody remember I just said I was so scared and terrified and Mary's like well probably not (laughs) probably not but then Mary says in a confessional I feel like people in general think that I'm picking sides and she meant like in the family and also us, like people in the public and people in our family think that I'm picking up side, picking sides. And if I have Christmas with Cody and Robin, that means they're interested in having me around. It doesn't mean that I'm picking sides, but I like, I don't want to down Mary any more than what her life has done to her. But the reality is you only have one side to, to have options with. I don't think Christine and Janelle are really considering you an option, nor do I really think that they would feel some type of way if you had Robin's family over at your house without inviting them. I imagine they probably didn't factor you into their Christmas plans at all. Probably didn't even cross their mind. Probably never was one text sent being like, should we go to Mary's for Christmas Eve? And that's, it's sad for, for Mary. You're not in the middle, because there's really only one side for you to choose from, and barely even that one, so. So the episode ends with Cody saying, I just want to run away from everybody who's been so uncool about what I did to protect the family, because they think that I wasn't trying to protect them, and I was just trying to protect everybody. And then he says in a confessional, no one feels safe, because you get triggered with your family. The flames are on the bridge. And I think most of us were just walking away from that bridge, wondering, is the bridge strong enough to hold up or if it's going to burn on its own? Well, I think those days are over, Cody. I think they're over. Thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) Thank me for speaking. We'll be back next week with a guest. So stay tuned for that. Bye.